Welcome to Bible Bros, a podcast for people looking to grow in their spiritual walk. Join your host as we study and discuss the Word of God. These conversations will be raw, honest, and imperfect. We can't wait to get into the Word with you. Welcome back to Bible Bros. I'm Justin. And I'm Matt. And we're going to get into Daniel now. This is... Right along. Yeah, we are. So why don't we go ahead and start in prayer? I'll go ahead and start us off. Father, thank you for this time we have together. Thank you for everything you do. And thank you for leading us. Thank you for allowing us to discern what's ourselves and what's you. Father, let this word be and bring glory to your name. In your holy and precious son's name. Amen. Amen. So, Daniel. This dude. <laughs> this dude's got some faith. All four of them have some faith. Right. Uh, I mean, this. Daniel's hardcore. He's like the Paul of the Old Testament. Wouldn't you say? Or Yeah. So. I guess how we're going to break this down is we're going to do it like we did Ephesians, I think. One and two. And so it's going to be an episode. There's 12, 12 chapters. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. So just break them down. We're not going to commit to that. No, not. Well, we don't commit. To- <laughs> we have an idea. But yeah, we, we have an idea. See if we keep going with it or not. Structure makes me nervous. <laughs> so. Uh, uh, planning. <laughs> oh, no. It's I think planning. we talked about a planning committee last Anyway, yeah, yeah that, planning that, committee. That was all and And, like, we're trying to, like, so we dropped another episode as we're recording this. It's getting ready to drop. And the joy in your wife's face when she when she figured out she could make a spreadsheet was... From the analytics. Oh, my gosh. It was awesome. It was like me at a gun store, like... <gasps> Rudimentary data entry? <gasps> Yay! Yay! <laughs> so... And they numbers. are in the room, so she loves numbers. She loves structure. She loves, yeah. And me and you are happy. We got a light, so we're getting into Daniel. And Daniel had some faith, man. We, I wish I had faith like Daniel. I realized I just, I just nodded. And I was, <laughs> but it was very emphatic, like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Daniel and his friends, man, they were. They were like dead set that God, you can take mm-hmm. everything from me, but you're not going to take my faith. Right. And and we're going to get as as we get into it, uh, as we get into the meat of the story, the meat yeah. and taters, as as I say. Right. It starts off Daniel's training in Babylon. Yeah. So Babylon, Babylonia, which is modern day Iraq, mm-hmm. Babylon. Babylonia, which was the kingdom, Babylon was the city. They were pretty sophisticated. They were like, a lot of stuff we have now comes from that. And Mm -hmm. science, a lot of scientific discoveries back then. Jehoiakim, he was king of Judah at this time. You know, basically what verse one, or what chapter one, Daniel chapter one, is just kind of giving the backdrop of what's going on. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar. He was the king of Babylon mm-hmm. or Babylonia. You were really interested in Daniel, <laughs> as we said in the last one. Yeah. Is that because of his? I mean, he's the Paul. 
I basically was trying to find a way to study faith. And then right in the beginning, it was like, all right, I just Googled studies in faith, Bible studies in faith. And I came across a huge list of studies Mm. that were all across the board and map and man created, of course. Of course. So it was like the nine principles of faith. Mm. And then the next one, the five pillars of faith. The three common whatevers of faith, and then the, the five doctrines of faith, and then there was the, you know, 17 principles of the foundation in faith, and it was just like, okay, so we don't know. We don't know what we don't know. Exactly. Because we're, so now we're going to put our spin on it, and hopefully we're not putting our spin on it. No, so we're, we're pulling like, it back to Daniel. Okay, let, let's just go straight to Scripture, not some guys trying to get, you know, I created this new doctrine, and I think you guys need to listen. That's not what we're going to do. We're going to, okay, pretty sure Daniel has got some hard-set faith. Daniel and the dudes, <laughs> dudes with Daniel here. I mean, as we get further in the story, yeah. I mean, a furnace. <laughs> That's coming yeah. up. <laughs> jump at the gun, jump at the gun. Jump at the gun, jump at the gun, bring it back, Ready? reel it back. Uh, so so right off the bat, it, it kind of sets the stage. Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, besieged Jeho- Jehoiakim, Jehoiakim. And the Lord delivered. Because they were they were not so good either. Yeah, well, so if you go back to Jeremiah, he's prophesying this okay. three years before Babylon took him. Three years before this happens, he's prophesying all this. He warned them that God was going to use Nebuchadnezzar to, as to as, as his instrument to mm-hmm. to purify his his land, God's land, and yeah. God's people. And so Jeremiah was warning him. Jeremiah was a prophet, and it was roughly three years before. before In my head, I went, "No, he was a bullfrog." Sorry, <laughs> so I digress. Jeremiah was a bullfrog. You were waiting for that joke, weren't you? It was. (laughs) Wow, you took your opportunity. Wow. So, and the Lord delivered. You already read that. So there was a guy in in his court, uh, in Nebuchadnezzar's court. After you know they got, they took him and everything. And the young, the their most historical research puts it that Daniel's anywhere from 15 to 18 during this period of time. Right. Now, what was your faith like at 15? Well, uh, no. <laughs> I don't even know if I could have spelled faith. <laughs> That's No, sure not. Um, it was not the things I was interested in at that time. No, I wasn't interested I wasn't, in anything. Nope. <laughs> not <laughs> anything, anything of... that I may have been rooted in at that point. Was garbage, Shenan- not Shen- actual trash, but shenanigizing. Absolutely, like it was. I was doing all sorts of shenanigizing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lack of. I-, I was too. Actual <laughs> words, yes. Lack of substance. Yeah, I had no foundations on this kind of stuff. So, they were fifteen years old. You, these guys had faith of steel. I had zero. I had faith in getting drunk, getting high, 
and getting laid. So, and I just embarrassed my wife. The fifteen-year-old so. mind. Yeah, I mean, it was there's the. There's all kinds of different phrases for that. Everybody's like, oh, they just have one thing on their mind. Well, no, and drugs and alcohol, too. Yeah. Like, I mean, especially I had, nowadays, it's just getting worse. I mean, worse. I was multitasking, but. <laughs> because, you know, said it once, I'll say it again, because we've come so far from Scripture, so mm-hmm. that the younger and younger, this we're just more and more deception, more and more filth, more and more younger and younger, more and more. Well, That's just we're being bombarded with it. Hard. So, I was... I shared this with you. I had a Facebook post that I saw and they were talking. The guy asked these college students, he goes, should a 12 year old be allowed to get a tattoo? No. They said, no, these females, college, college students. And they said, should a 12 year old be allowed to take puberty blockers? Yes. That was their response was yes. Yeah. Their response was yes. Mm -hmm. Are you kidding me? Because they said at 12 years old, you can make up your mind. Wait, what? Okay. Tattoos are not permanent like people think they are. You can get them covered up. You can get them laser removed. A puberty blocker? That's forever. (laughs) I mean, our morals, our values are messed up. Mm -hmm. Because like you said, we're getting farther and farther and farther from scripture, mm-hmm. from living how Christ demands us to live. And I'm right there. I'm like pointing the finger, but I've got three fingers pointing right back at me. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. uh, this is where we don't debate. We're just like, yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I think we're doing pretty good because we're making it entertaining and we're but, not arguing. <laughs> but look at these 15-year-olds. They're ripped away from their families. And then I think we're, we're getting into it right now. How did how did they get ripped? So the king ordered Ashpenaz. Ashpenaz. That was the chief of his court. And they were, uh, they were supposed to bring people into the courts, the king's court, into their service. Mm-hmm. That were handsome, showing aptitude for yep. they had for every kind of learning. So they wanted the cream of the crop. Yep. Now, also, the king's court, especially Nebuchadnezzar's, the the servants in the court, historically, his, historical documentation points to they were made eunuchs. Hmm. So that's not to spoil the seed of the royal line. Right. And I did air quotes like you guys can see that. <laughs> but so the king of the court, Aspenaz, was to teach them the language and the literature of the Babylonians. So what the Babylonians did was they indoctrinated these guys, these kids, mm-hmm. all their captives. They indoctrinated them into the into the Babylonian way of thinking, if you will. Yeah. And then the king, they assigned them daily amounts of food and wine from the king's table. And then they were trained for three years. After yeah, that, like a, they would enter the king's service. Yeah. So you had like kind of like a. Here's your rations. Yeah. So they kind of had like a, what do they call it? Like a, like you're a trainee for a while. Yeah. I don't know what you had in the forest service. Trainees. But trainees. Yeah. Yep. That's what we had. So. Uh, the king assigned them daily amount of food. They were to be trained three years. Uh, 
Among those chosen were from Judah, were some from Judah, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. So, but we know them. Which is in the very next verse, it says the chief official gave them new names. Yep, there you go. So they're taking their names, they're taking their manhood, they're trying to take their language. So, the uh, so their new names were probably what we know them more. Actually, Daniel, not so much. Like we know him as Daniel, but the other one to Hananiah, Shadrach, to Mishael, Meshach, and to Azariah. Abednego. Abednego. And then Daniel, being the 15-year-old of faith that he is, so so we think historical records more, historically it more points to 15 than it does any other age. Okay. So, but Daniel resolved not to defile himself with the royal food and wine. And he asked the chief, official for permission not to defile himself this way so now this is where god moves those chess pieces exactly where he wants them but Mm -hmm. we don't understand the spots he's moving to and i'm like moving a lot but i don't know why Yeah, you're talking with your arms not just hands yeah i think the chair was even swiveling yeah yeah go for it man i'm into it Mm -hmm. uh now god had caused the official to show favor and compassion to daniel so God made hmm. this dude feel have a soft spot in his heart for Daniel because so, he's using Daniel to get to Nebuchadnezzar. And to go back a little bit, it says he asked for permission not to defile himself this way, to defile himself with food and wine. Because this is, so to put it in a little bit more context, this is Old Testament, mm-hmm. old law. The Mosaic law. Old rules. So that shows me that Daniel had knowledge of scripture. Mm-hmm. Because he knew the Mosaic law and no pork, yep. nothing from unclean animals. And, you know, they also, from, from my research I did with the, um, with the pastor that your wife actually introduced us all to, mm-hmm. they did the same thing, but they offered up all the food that the king had to all the pagan gods. So... He did not want to ingest that right. because it's, it's, thou shall not have false gods before me. Right. The, the, what's his name? Ashpenaz? Yes. Ashpenaz, after Daniel told him this, he said, so Yeah, so God, <clears throat> God gets, get back on track. God gave compassion to Daniel mm-hmm. through this guy. So the official told Daniel, I, I'm afraid of my lord, the king, who has assigned your food and drink. Why should he see you looking worse than any other of the young men your age? The king would then have my head because of you. So I, so I think we need to share a little backstory on old Nebuchadnezzar. Old Nebuchadnezzar. Mm-hmm. Old. Uh, you have some. So you're you're our history buff, so you do the the history. Ah, uh, yeah. I well, like I like a lot of the histories, but I, you. Well, that's all I watch anymore because I don't really like any of the new sitcoms <laughs> that are out now. <laughs> like, you know, the last one I really followed was... You've reached that point in your life where you just watch the History Channel and yell, yell at children in your lawn? Yeah, get off my yard. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much. Okay. That's, that's pretty much where I'm at. That's fine. <laughs> so Nebuchadnezzar was known for gouging... Was known for gouging the eyes out of his captives. Uh, you, We'll go over this later, but... 
Jeremiah 39, 6 through 7 was talks about that. that. Reference. Uh, making houses dunghills. Mm. That's coming up in Daniel 2. Which we were calling crap shacks. Crap shacks, yeah. That's just... Yeah, crap shacks. I said that was between me and you, but not nope, anymore. Not anymore. I mean, I mean, transparency is key with our viewers. I mm-hmm. mean, if nothing else, we're the most honest podcast I can think of. Because we don't hold nothing back, and my filter broke a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So I'm just glad I don't live in a dunghill. <laughs> uh, I don't want to live in a crap shack. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, also, uh, he was known for roasting officers over a fire. That's in Jeremiah 29:22. So this dude was Debo before Debo was Debo, and that's a reference to Friday. Yes. Yeah, a movie. A movie that's great was, was written the, the and bully produced. of yeah he was the bully the, we'll call it the bully yeah not everybody's gonna know about Friday but he was even like beyond the bully like this he's a, he's a terrible guy yeah this dude was hardcore uh, and the so biblical, biblical times did some gnarly stuff yeah and since I can't even remember what I had for breakfast sometimes I don't know uh, if I mentioned it but. Babylonia, did I already talk about this? Babylonia was modern day Iraq. Yeah. And so I don't, but this Babylon, the city was 124 miles roughly to the south of Baghdad, of modern day Baghdad. Okay. So, uh, and like I said before, these guys, like they were, they were pretty on it. Uh, Daniel goes on after, after the guy was like Azariah or, uh, not Azariah, but, uh, Ashpanash as, as this dude's like nervous. Uh, he said, please test your servant for 10 days, giving us nothing but vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then compare our appearances with that of the young men who eat the royal food and treat your servants in accordance with what you see. So the dude said, yes, okay. Okie dokie. <laughs> because, because again. God put it on him to be God gentle with God put it guys. on his heart. Yep. And so. So he's going to do it. Yeah. It, man. He doesn't know that, but that's what happened. And so 10 days came and they looked healthier than all of them. Daniel and his friends. So they gave him the vegetables instead. And these four young men. God gave knowledge and understanding and all kinds of literature and learning. And Daniel could understand visions and dreams of all kinds. So it was like a little little gift wrap of like, okay, mm. here's, it was like give him a little bit of a reward there. Mm. Like, you guys are standing strong and you're in a place where you need this. Yeah, and he's still got all the faith. Mm-hmm. They've taken... His manhood, his home, his parents. I mean, 15 years old. He was ripped from his parents. His language. Because like I said, Mm -hmm. they indoctrinate you. It's constant bombardment. Wow. What does that sound like? (laughs) Does that sound like our society today? Absolutely. Constantly bombarding you with crap. Not dunghill crap. Yeah. But this is also reminding me in 17 of like everybody talks about he doesn't call the equipped he equips the called wow so here here it is here's a sign of that like okay you guys are doing the thing you're at the place 
here's what you need. And he's providing. Yeah. And it's like, and Daniel can understand visions and dreams of all kinds. And he was probably like, I, why? Like, I, this is what I got. I don't get it. Which that happens to us a lot. Like, I don't know why this happened to me, but this is what I got. So that's yeah. going to come up later. Well, it, let's personalize it. I don't know why this podcast came on my heart to start. Right. I don't know why I said, hey, Matt, let's do a podcast. I don't know why you said, sure. That's probably so we can interpret visions and dreams later. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> probably not. Of some kind, yeah. yeah well, I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, we know why we started the podcast. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar's dream. We're going into two now. So this is where it gets, and I have, I've done some so research So after all that, you know, at the end of that time, so they did their three years, and they were, they were presented to Nebuchadnezzar. And then it says in 19, the king talked with them, and he found none equal to Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Mm. So they entered the king's service. Well, it's like, yeah, they don't know the, the provision's been changed because now it's God's. Mm-hmm. Like all these the shift, and they're like, "Wow, the they are set apart, mm-hmm. weird." Yeah, and they're, so he, they're absolutely. I want them, so they entered in the king's service. Yeah, oh, man, it. I'm reading this, and <laughs> twenty his verse faith. twenty sets it right there. And every matter of wisdom and understanding about which the king questioned them, he found them ten times better. Than all the magicians and enchanters in his whole kingdom. And Daniel remained there until the first year of King Cyrus. Like he was, they were that much better. They were set apart 10 times. Yeah. So he valued, he, he mm-hmm. valued the presence. He that. didn't know why, but we know why. We know why. It's like because they followed in their faith and their understanding and they were so concrete in it. That they were set ten to- set apart ten times anybody else in the same predicament. I mean, just think about the faith as we close out one. It that's more than mustard seed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Jesus said if you had the faith of a mustard, the size of a mustard seed, you could what move a mountain. Mm-hmm. I mean, Daniel was living this. Yeah. And there's a connection between Jesus and Daniel, but we'll get to that later. But there's a big connection between that. Hmm. So. Chapter 2 is all about Nebuchadnezzar's dream. And in the the beginning of it, he basically summons everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Who's everybody? In verse 2, it says he summoned the magicians, enchanters, sorcerers, and astrologers. astrologers. And he wanted them to come in and tell him tell him his dream mm. and then interpret it and they're basically like they tell him like, well, that can't be done like he says i've had i've had trouble with my dream i like it's bothering him so tell me and they're like we can't do that like just tell us and we'll tell you what it means and he's like well then what power do you have if you can't tell me what it is yeah you can just make it up <laughs> yeah exactly so he's like how do i know it's true so he, he's trying to put some sort of faith in it, mm-hmm. right? And he's putting faith in his gods, mm-hmm. little G gods. Yeah. And he's like, well, then, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm going, you know what? Fine. And he tells his chief dude, 
his chief dude, Ariok. Like, okay, they're they're not going to do what I want them to do. Kill all the wise men of Avalon. Like, he's mad. And then he even says in verse 12, This made the king so angry and furious that he ordered the execution of all the wise men of Avalon. So it was issued. So Ariok went down and he basically finds Daniel and he's like, Yeah, so I, I gotta kill you. <clears throat> King's mad. You're all done. And he's like, Whoa, 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 whoa. Let me talk to him. Like, give me time. Mm-hmm. Let me. And so he, he's like, Daniel went to the king and asked, time, asked for time. And he's like, So I might interpret the dream for him. So he returned to his house, explained the matter to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Like, okay. <laughs> and I can almost imagine it. Like, in, in modern day thing, it'd be like, okay, we've got a group project. <laughs> we need this A bad, or everyone is dead. So, pray. So, they basically, they go and they pray and they pray hard so that he and his friends might not be executed with the rest of them. So, he urged them, plead mercy, God in heaven, concerning the mystery. Sorry, you can hear my paper Bible. Usually it's me using the paper Bible. And then in 19, it says, During the night, the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision. And then immediately, then Daniel praised the God of heaven. Mm. And it was just like, it was answered. So, the next day, he goes to the king and says, Okay, don't execute. I was corrected because I thought, I, I misread this part. I thought everybody was wiped out. Mm. And Daniel was like, whoa, me and my friends got this. Because we believe in the real God. Big G. <laughs> real God? Yeah, the real. The real deal. Not any many fake gods. <laughs> <clears throat> and then he just lays it down. And he's able to interpret, like, tell him his dream. Immediately. And it's of this big statue. It's a big, big ugly gnarly statue mm. made of all sorts of different things and just odd. Well, it starts out like yeah. the top down is like it goes from the best stuff to the worst stuff. Yeah, which you think, you know, in different places it says build a solid foundation, you bottom, mm. start from the bottom up, right? Mm. Not this, because it's not built on a good foundation. <laughs> Interesting. But yeah, isn't it? So there's a lot of like visual... And it represents other stuff, but we'll get into that. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, large statue, dazzling statue, awesome in appearance. Head of the statue was pure gold. Its chest and arms of silver, belly and thighs of bronze, its legs of iron, its feet partly of iron and partly baked clay. Mm. And then while you're watching, a rock was cut out, but not by human hands, struck the statue basically destroyed it and then there lies a mountain and then he said you had things that represented what that was um well the different metals materials. the different materials was representing different um empires uh, they go and it's future He's prophesying, basically. It's a dream, mm-hmm. but he's also prophesying this. Uh, the head of gold, obviously, was Nebuchadnezzar and that empire, the Babylonian empire. Mm-hmm. Uh, goes down. Kind of alludes to it in 39. It says, after you, 
So basically, he says, you are the head of right now, so you're the gold. Mm. And then another generation, a next kingdom, mm. which is inferior to yours. And then a third kingdom, one of bronze, will rule over the whole earth. And then finally, there will be a fourth kingdom, strong as iron. For iron breaks and smashes everything. And as iron breaks things to pieces, it will crush and break all the others. And then the, the bronze, or the iron and clay represent divided kingdoms. So it's just easier to break apart. Well, so he basically tells them all that what it is, and it's like it's coming. God sets up a kingdom that will never be destroyed, nor will it be left to an, to another people to crush all the kingdoms, bring it to an end. But it will itself endure forever. Okay, so the head of gold represented represented the Babylonian Empire. The breast and arms of silver, Mede and Persian empires. Yeah. The belly and thighs of brass was the Macedonian Empire. And then the legs of iron represented Roman Empire. Mm-hmm. And then feet, of, feet and toes of clay, kingdoms that arose after the fall of the Roman Empire. Yeah. There's like a lot of several insignificant kingdoms. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Yeah, so it's funny, not funny, but it it's just weird that the the Babylonian Empire is known as the greatest empire, but it was at that time. Yeah. But, I mean... Well, then it even says the God in heaven will set up a kingdom that will never be destroyed. So which, what comes after that? Jesus. Yeah, exactly. It's, it will never be destroyed. It will crush all those kingdoms. Mm-hmm. And it will endure forever. So is that the solid rock that comes down in the mountain? Uh, that is, I think, God. Yeah, it's God. It's representation mm-hmm. is God. God crushes it. Crushes all of it. So then right there, <clears throat> he basically says, The great God has shown the king what will take place in the future. The dream is true and the interpretation is trustworthy. And then immediately, Nebuchadnezzar fell prostrate before Daniel, paid him honor, and ordered an offering of incense presented to him. King said to Daniel, Surely your God is the God of gods and the Lord of kings and the revealer of mysteries, for you were able to reveal this mystery. And then he placed Daniel in a high position, lavished many gifts on him. He made him ruler over the entire province of Babylon in charge of all its wise men. So, moreover, Daniel's request, the king appointed, and this is where it states the other names Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Mm-hmm. Administrators also over the province, while Daniel himself remained at the royal court. So that earned him special status within that court. So now we have a 100% God Jesus follower in the mix of the royal court. So it's like we have an inside man. Mm-hmm. He goes on to be governor? Can I don't know. We haven't got there yet. Oh. Spoiler. Oh, spoiler from this, a book that... <laughs> this book's been around for how spoiler long? You just ruined it. You just ruined it for everybody. People have been waiting so long. <laughs> it's not oh. like, It's not like I ruined the ending of Big Bang Theory or you, something. Well, you did for me. Oh, did I? Oh, yeah, no. I haven't read that far yet. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, so that that's chapter two. Like, it just... Hint, the devil did it. <laughs> 
So chapter two basically gives Daniel his street cred mm. in Babylon. Babylon. Mm. <laughs> okay, so like I said, that that's pretty much sums up chapter two. But to emphasize, verse 47, the king said to Daniel, Surely your God is the God of gods and the Lord of kings and the revealer of mysteries, for you were able to reveal this mystery. So this is this is setting it up big time. Nebuchadnezzar now has fully accepted God mm-hmm. as God. And he, but the issue so far is the God of all the other gods. So he's still believing in those other ones. He's setting him higher, which mm-hmm. is great start. <laughs> but not quite there yet. He's not all the way there yet. So we're, it's just kind of a precursor of like, okay, so he's got some belief. But mm-hmm. it took some pretty gnarly stuff so far. Mm-hmm. Like, these weird dudes that are all of a sudden ten times better than everybody else, he doesn't know why. Mm. The chief dude, Ariok, does. But he doesn't. He's yeah, these guys are awesome. Mm. He's like, kill everyone. And this guy steps up and he's like, no, no, no. Before you do that, give me a chance. Mm. So he's just, wow, okay, this is huge. This is, this is big stuff. Mm. So it, it's setting up. It's setting up big time right there. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it really goes to show, like, Daniel's character. Like, Mm -hmm. he's basically a slave. Yes. He's basically a slave, and he's coming in here, and, you know, it kind (laughs) of... It kind of makes me feel bad, because when I had a crappy job, I was going there complaining, and I got paid. This place sucks. (laughs) This place sucks. But, you know, this dude, I mean, he's hitting it with fervency, zeal, and rah. Yeah. Well, I mean, when bad things happened at our jobs, it wasn't like, okay, to death to you. Yeah. It, you and well, that's true. Like, so you're dead. Yeah. I mean, the worst that could happen is you don't work there anymore. You're like, hey, you're fired. Yeah. Well. So, I mean, it wasn't, and we still didn't have this kind of faith. And no. the consequences were, you know, they were yeah. way down here to nothing. Mm. And we still wouldn't stand on a solid ground. And he's 15. Yeah, fifteen, anywhere from fifteen to eighteen. Yeah. Well, at this point, he might. Yeah, he might be. A well, this was in the. He's gone through. What was this the second year of Nebuchadnezzar's rule? Yeah. Yeah. The second year of his reign, so he figured he's probably sixteen, <laughs> yeah, seventeen. Yeah, he's years way old. older now. Yeah, which way at that age I was still nowhere near being this kind of faithful. No, I was still trying to find out what was in a lava lamp. <laughs> <laughs> we could probably drink that. We'd probably get pretty messed up. No, you can't. <laughs> so, it's hard. Exactly. But if you took the cap off, it looked like a 40. Did you ever notice that? It's got that little cap on it. It looks like a 40. <laughs> because we knew what 40s looked like. Uh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, so there, no officer. Check out those separations. At our age, we're taking apart lava lamps because we're stupid. <laughs> Wondering if we can get intoxicated off the contents. And this guy is living on an undying faith. Mm-hmm. He's like... Kill me. I don't care, but I'm going to do what my God says. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'm not going to eat your garbage because you're putting it up for little gods. Yeah. And, and it's like That's we said in chapter one, most of the king's court was eunuchs. They made yeah. them eunuchs mm-hmm. so they couldn't spoil the line. So, I mean, you take my manhood, you can take everything else, mm-hmm. but you're not taking my God away from me. It's just nope. not happening. As a matter of fact, I'm going to do all of these things to prove that he's there. And now he not only are you not going to take it away from me, 
you're going to accept him mm-hmm. because of what he's done. And you're going to... In your face. Bam! <laughs> because that's God and you can't take him away. Exactly. Well, I, I mean, you can't get much more than in your face. I've got the goose pimples. Oh, do you? you a little you bit. Yeah, a little bit? Like, that's oh, awesome. You do what you can, but he's still going to be there. <laughs> well, he's always going to be there. So, uh, that's... That's it for today, unless you got anything else, Matt. You good? I don't. All I have to say is hang on. It's about to get way cooler. <laughs> yeah. Daniel's going to get way cooler. And I know we said that during Ephesians, but it we were right. <laughs> it's almost like all these books are set up to be way cooler. Yeah. Mm. All right. Uh, well, I'll go ahead and pray this out. Sounds good. All right. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> That was a little editing joke. We, we did some editing before we messed up. And all it said was, Matt, will you pray? Yeah, sure. Amen. Like, oh, we clipped out the wrong thing. So, but it turned out pretty funny. So, <laughs> so we laughed you about might that. hear that a couple of times. Anyway, sorry. Um, we'll release it on our blooper reel. <laughs> Father, thank you for this time. Uh, thank you. Just thank you for your word, Father. Uh, as we, As we prepare our hearts and our minds to go into the world and do what you've commissioned us to do. Father, I lift up the African mission team when we go. Father, uh, I just, I hope that you, that you show us that our first world problems are just those and that we are wholeheartedly in your light, in your glory. Father, I lift up our families to you. I lift up our world. I continue to pray for our leaders and our politicians that they get your word, your name, your light in their hearts and spread it to the rest of the world. In your holy and precious son's name, amen. Amen. Just uh, I want to cut you off real quick because I know you're going to jump right on the gun. Uh So we mentioned Africa. So when this episode drops, we will be there. So we're like a little, little into the future. But that's a about to change. With, with recording because, yeah, we're trying to get stuff prepared so that way when we're in Africa, we're fully in Africa. We're not, you know, biting off Bible bros and you know, getting distracted because we're going to be we're gonna be doing mission work. So we're going to be pretty focused on that. Mm-hmm. So we're a little bit in the future. So when you're hearing this, we are there. So pray with us, please. And just, yeah. Yep. And when we get back from Africa, stuff's going to start changing because we're both all in on this, on this Bible bros. So. Yeah. Hang in there with us. Yeah, just hang in there. We must see what Daniel does. Yes, we must see. (laughs) So until then, I'm Justin. And I'm Matt. And you've been listening to Bible Bros. Later. Thanks, dudes. This has been Bible Bros. And remember, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Thank you for listening. (laughs) 